cliffcentral.com. Hi there, it's Michael Kahn here, and I'm in studio at the CX Innovation and Tech Fest with Brett Lindsay. We are talking about innovation around customer experience and the disruption thereof. How are you, Brett? I'm well, Mike. How are you doing? That was a very formal start to a, to a Futurology it, podcast. It, it was, it was. Um, and when you say studio, it's very loosely interpreted as a big auditorium at the Maslow. Fantastic, though, isn't it? They've <laughs> it given good. us a whole auditorium. I, f- I feel quite special. Um, but, Brett, it's been a yes. fantastic two days here. It has, it really um, has. And, you know, this is an introduction to it, to, to all of our guest speakers who who have joined us in the in our makeshift studio, our outside broadcast. Cost. Yep. Um, and, and how have you found it, Brett? It's really insightful. I, I like the fact that there's a lot of local speakers yes. uh, all sharing case studies and use cases from local businesses doing things to impact the customer service area within our country. 100%. And it's great to see that. I mean, we've always known South Africa is a great hotpot for, for innovation. And it's great to have innovation, but it's another thing to execute it and put it into the workplace. And Absolutely. There's great things happening in South Africa. So that's encouraging. And, and inspiring. But, but yes. it's also been quite interesting listening to, to a lot of the comments in the audience. It's really interesting to see a lot of uh, the challenges people are face around innovation and this world of disruption with technology, yeah, yeah. Um, which, which is really what we're doing here. It's really about the inspiring part of 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 what we offer as 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 a podcast as as an organization for sure getting into organizations and inspiring people to to shift their thinking around that yeah so rather than being afraid of the future start absolutely. embracing the possibilities around that change absolutely and it's really cool uh, the the great thing about customer experience as a as a focus is that it's it's about the people again 100% so absolutely it's not technology led it's not all these things that are sometimes too big to understand or comprehend it comes down to the person it comes down to a real Real need with real people. Absolutely. And we can inspire that change to say, don't fear, embrace that change. Let's uh, go. Absolutely, which is critical. But Brett, do you want to just give us a very brief introduction to what this is all about? Cool. So in short, it's the CX Innovation and Tech Fest where they celebrate people, technology, ideas, and innovations that are literally transforming the way businesses make and keep customers. That's the important thing. So it's one thing to get them, but how do you retain them? Absolutely. And that's, it's, it's around service and what is the, the big talk around CX and what are we doing innovatively? What are we doing things? But it comes down to the fact that we know the world is changing. Absolutely. Customers are more demanding. Customer loyalty is decreasing. New technologies are constantly emerging. And it's, it's how do you get your market share? As a business that has a huge consumer base, how do you get that market share? How do you attract them? How do you keep them? How do you seduce them to stay with you or even come across from the dark side? And you've got to make sure that it's the USP that you start to have is around customer experience and the customer service. It's not so much low-cost pricing anymore. It's not high-quality product. It's how, what is your brand? What is the combination of all of that? Absolutely. And there's great discussion happening here at, at this. And it's, it's, it's round about how technology has become an essential tool to enable a shift in thinking uh, with business to move more into a CX way of life. And, uh, yeah, it's really great to see it happening here in, in Johannesburg. Fantastic. Well, enjoy this podcast. What we have done is we've changed the format here. So please download this podcast. And the rest of the CX podcasts are available on our Futurology homepage on Cliff Central. Yeah, and if you want to follow us on Twitter, we have a Twitter handle at Futurology Show. And you can tweet us as much as you like. And we'll be tweeting out some of the shows as well. So follow Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Fantastic. Enjoy.
Our next guest at the CX Innovation and Tech Fest uh, conference right here in Johannesburg is Roland Naidu, the Head of Customer Operations at MultiChoice South Africa. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure, guys. Thank you for having me. Excellent. And uh, your talk is all about the impact of future technology as a key needle mover in customer service. Tell us more about who you are and tell us more about that. Okay, well, who am I? Um, I look after operations at Multitrust, as you've said, um, and that involves essentially looking after all of the support elements for customer experience in, in the group. My chat tomorrow is around um, innovation. I know it says innovation in customer experience, and it's more about putting innovative thinking before the technology. We seem to always think that innovation is centered on technology. Yeah. Um, mine yeah. is saying, actually, the thought comes first and yeah. the technology follows. Start with the end in mind almost. Correct. And we haven't got to the point where AI is the thought first that actually drives the technology to the point beyond singularity. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. I know we think the singularity is yeah. far away. Uh, the Facebook yeah. bots tried to teach us otherwise. Yes, but, absolutely. Oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> With their language. That was fun, hey? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I don't think they've fully turned them off yet. I think they may have th- thought they have. They've <laughs> how gone, how they've do you turn off a machine that doesn't want to be turned off? For sure. No, exactly. And it's it's not like us humans are not like the energy source that drives it all anyway. <laughs> you know, it's 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 not like the old, you know, what was it? The Terminator where you got all these people lying the in Skynet. The, yeah. Skynet. But, you know, just the fact that our eyeballs are driving it means we're connected to it so yeah yeah but isn't it our responsibility to not inadvertently go and create a skynet yes. with this technology absolutely so are you busy creating a skynet at multi-choice yeah What's going no, on over there? no. <laughs> so we're using artificial artificial intelligence yes. yeah. and we're trying to get bots to have a natural language so it feels a little bit more human in its interaction Mm-hmm. How are you guys using that? What's the plan at Multi-Choice? It to sounds like you've that? been backstage with my project. Already? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, we're, we're currently building an artificial intelligence engine to okay. support customers. Um, and essentially, my, my talk tomorrow is around how you grow a good machine. Yes, um, that sounds, that's great. Yeah. And um, it's about rearing it, treating it like a child. Okay. Um, through creating a value system and a syst- uh, set of knowledge and raising it as a child. I mean, okay. imagine giving a child the freedom to explore the internet when he's three years old. You'll have a maniac on your hands. No, you would. Absolutely. In fact, I just think of a little 10 year old already. Uh, let's <laughs> yeah. move quickly on from that. So, so in terms of rearing a child, do you want to just dig deeper into this? I mean, is this a question of building an AI framework from scratch yourselves or is it a question of getting, say, like the Google AI enterprise solution or the IBM Watson or one of these already bespoke platforms that, that exists around AI and has developed um, and, and really leveraging their deep skill and thinking and expertise from that side? Or is it about building something that is completely un- new and original to a, a multi-choice? I think that's a brilliant question. Um, so the AI engines that exist yeah. are not frameworks for intelligence. They're orchestration engines. And okay. uh, what I mean by that is the ability is there, the capability is there. Yeah. We are using the IBM Watson uh, okay. orchestrator, okay. Cool. natural language. However, the frameworks, when you talk about a child, yeah. um, the child is born. And yes. essentially what we're doing is we're injecting it with the knowledge. It's a, it's a framework that I developed internally. Um, giving it the ability to understand the way we do in natural language. Yeah. Um, the orchestrator is there, but the information's not there, if that makes any sense. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we're incubating it with a control set of knowledge to essentially teach it human values before okay. we release okay. it to people. Okay, so so in order you're teaching it human values in order to be a better customer service. Correct, okay. correct. Fantastic, awesome. But it's about strategy. 
And it's about making sure that what we're doing while we're doing it is yep. planned for something that's actually going to yield a positive result at the end. Absolutely. Um, talk us through some of the methodologies you guys are using. Are you using sprints? Are you using things? How do you, how do you guys go around? I mean, it's no secret if you are, but uh, lots of enterprises have started taking this sort of very agile approach to, to problem solving. Yeah. Are you using those types of things, and, and is it working? <laughs> so um, we we follow a few project methodologies. Um, the the very essence of what we're doing, though, doesn't fall into a rigid framework. Okay, it's um, I mean, if if you're talking about chaos theory and things like that, mm-hmm. we're letting it unfold as it goes. We're creating a self-forming team. Um, everybody in the team is responsible for the outputs of the business. They share yeah. KPIs, if you if you will. So yeah. when something is missing, you jump in like nature does. It just mm-hmm. follows for the, sure. the least resistance, right? Yeah. Um, so the the business as a whole is a very strong, agile Kanban, brilliant, um, strict project methodologies. But in some cases, we do create free forming teams as well. Nice. So innovation is being let loose and being allowed to grow. Correct. Okay, that's fantastic. And the multi-choice environment is fantastic for that. Really? They let yeah. people innovate within their spaces, wow. which is amazing. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah, that's and it's, it's important to realize that as much as we have the technology, and you mentioned this earlier, as much as we have the technology and we have these strategies for how it's going to improve maybe our, our vast customer, in your in, instance in multi-choice, our vast customer done, uh, demographic, we have the people inside that have to be part of this team. So it's about inclusion for people and making sure that they understand why we're doing something and what we're going to use to do it. Absolutely. So how, sorry, I, I don't ask questions. I'm the digital philosopher on the show. I just make sweeping statements and hope, hopefully the guests plug in. <laughs> but take, you, you're talking about taking people along with you on this ride. What are you, some of the important facets that you bring into that when going into the team mentality? This man's really been sitting behind the walls of my project. <laughs> um, so, look, one of the big fears with artificial intelligence is, uh, in, our, in our country specifically, is yeah. job loss. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the elephant in the room always. Um, but if, I mean, if we look back, the Industrial Revolution did exactly what AI is doing for knowledge work now to skill labor, and we survived it. Yeah. Um, what we're doing specifically is we're involving those people in yes. developing the AI. Yeah. When I talk about teaching it a set of values, that's our call yes. center people that are coding in AI. At so the you, wow. Okay. okay. So, uh, all right. Okay. Sorry, I interrupted you there. I was no, just no thinking problem. you're almost integrating the AI with the humans in the organization. Absolutely. The okay. teaching of the values for the next year is going to be embedded in our call center. They're building it. They're, okay. it they own it. So, so why don't you just get rid of the people in the call center? I mean, jo- job issue aside, I mean, why don't you just turn it into a whole lot of chatbots? You still won't get the human touch, okay. unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, when right. it comes to strategic thinking, assisting customers, mm. I still believe people are the best way. Yeah, yeah. And we mentioned, we mentioned uh, on one of our other guests here at the CX Innovation Tech Fest uh, was uh, Andrew Forster. Yes. And he mentioned how they're trying to get empathy into, into AI, trying to That's make right. it a little bit more... A little bit more human as much as the artificial intelligence can get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a- with the limitations that we understand of our own brains at this point in time, you're still going to need the, the living, breathing human being to keep inputting, continuously improving. Absolutely. Okay. And Absolutely. That's what I see. I mean, it's really cool to see that local companies and local enterprises are taking on not just a small little POC, but you're actually doing a big movement into fundamental change yeah, for the future. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the future. It does. So w- once this is all deployed and everything's going, what are your hopes and aspirations, I suppose, for this project in the next five to ten years? Well, I wanted to free up people's potential. Brilliant. Um, I mean, it can't be nice sitting and answering transactional right. questions as a human being when you could be learning something new or doing something new. So I think machines are there to free up our potential and not destroy yes, it. Absolutely. That is fantastic. 100%. Um, yeah, because I think also just to come back to the job loss, I think it's a very, very important point because if we look yeah. at what it's, what it's done, 
um, certainly if we look back in history, the technology creates more opportunities than it takes. And it's very easy to sit here with the understanding that you're going to lose jobs. But as long as human beings have problems, there'll always be work. And yeah, I'm using yeah. the term work quite deliberately as opposed to jobs. So it makes it a very exciting future. I certainly see it in a very exciting kind of context. So just in terms of your presentation tomorrow, what are some of the critical takeouts that, that you're hoping to communicate across in terms of, 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 of the information you're sharing and the experience that you bring to the audience? Because it's so cool to see someone who's actually doing it, sharing their practical experiences sure. in the, in these kind of frameworks. Well, it's it's a very very short discussion tomorrow. What the major things are? Um, the first is uh, this is not about benchmarking. It's okay. it's not best practice. It's next practice. You're uh, not going to find oh, it. Oh, I like that. I like that. That is. Um, don't wait for AI to change the world. It's already changed the world. Yeah. Let's get on it yeah. and make sure we're in control of it. Uh, absolutely. Um, in fact, on that point, it's far more pervasive than most of us actually realize, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. Sorry, I interrupted you. Um, and I think the big one is that the technology is not the innovation. Mm-hmm. The actual yeah. innovation is give a damn about your customers. 100%. Understand what they need and put the technology on top of that, yeah, not abso- the other way around. Uh, absolutely. And, I mean, we do see this often. We go into an organization um, and through a sprint process or something, and the one thing that they've done is they're busy user testing the solution, but they haven't even <laughs> tested the solution to the customer. <laughs> yeah. So it's a UX process as opposed to a validation of the actual problem. Yeah. Um, and they get so caught up in the idea that they've, they've got the answer. And, and, and you see this so often in the organizations, um, certainly the large multinationals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, to, to think less technology-led thinking and to have more 100%. sort of design-led thinking. Uh, and everybody's got a, a view on what design-led thinking actually is. But yeah, as long as you are aware that the solution is not the tool and the tool is not the solution, the effective use of that tool so what is, is the solution. Uh, I was going to say, yes. what is the solution? What he said. The what effective said. use of that tool. So <laughs> we, all, we, we all build tools. Yeah. It's how we use those tools yeah. in order to impact. Okay. And the why, the why we're building the tool. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely. It is awesome to have spent some time with you, Mr. Yes, Ronaldo. Oh, wait, wait, I'm not finished. I want to talk some more. What? Yeah, I'm enjoying more? this conversation, man. I wanted to ask okay, about cool. I It's to ask. still really awesome to spend time with you, Mr. Ronaldo. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and I, I really am quite intrigued that multi-choice is doing something I, it sounded like I was wrapping up but it sounds like we're just going to reintroduce no, no, no. apparently we're unwrapping we're, yeah. we're unwrapping, unwrapping. So, so it's like un, un, unbuilding okay yes. so my, my <laughs> count for, no, for, part, for part two of this interview my count will now be driving no, I wanted to, you, you've got a note here on, <laughs> on your presentation around neural mapping yes I wanted to ask you about what neural mapping is and, 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 yeah. and, and to just dig into that so we've tried as far as possible to create what we think the neural pathways are in a limited set of information when yes. somebody asks a question about multi-choice. Um, so, for example, when I ask you, what's, what is that thingy that connects us to the Internet? Where does that pathway lead? Yeah. What does it mean and where does it lead? So we've, we've created a, a, a small set of information, and this, un- unfortunately for us, led into an infinite number of uh, pathways. Okay. And your response. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So a simple thing like how I, how do I connect to the internet has led to a thousand different questions. Wow. Yes. Which is all now built into our chatbot. Okay. All right. And that's all around the experience that you're creating for the customer. Correct. Are you, are you doing this internally for your employees? I mean, Andrew Foster spoke about the mm. employee side of it. And if you look after employees, it has a big impact on customers. For the first year, it will only be for employees. Okay. Oh, wow. So, so you will be starting the neural mapping with them. Okay. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah, you see, I found the black swan. You, you try to close that out. I was just saying it. I really like meeting the man. It's really awesome. I'm still really in that moment. It's really awesome. Um, but, but, but it is. I mean, it's, it's fantastic because what you're really doing is you're beta testing the solutions on your customers, cool. on, on your employees. And we, 
Look, I like to see it as the first three years of the child's child's life, yeah. i.e. the the internal people in the organization yeah. are its parents, For teaching sure. it the right way to answer questions and respond to customers yeah. before we release it to customers or her to customers. Fantastic. So, yeah, I've got a I've got a question. I mean, multi choice with your customer base. I mean, you've got far reaching and very wide customer demographic, from people with smartphones to people with feature phones yeah. to people with uh, DSV compact and and DSV now premium subscribers. How are you catering? You, you don't have a one size fits all solution. So how are you catering for that wide demographic? Look, um, from a help perspective, yeah, customers all pretty much have the same question: Where can okay. I find my content? How much do I need to pay? Or it's um, broken, help me now. <laughs> exactly, who can help me now? So uh, from, a, from a product perspective, the help kind of questions are similar. Okay. Um, so they're not, there's not much variation in that when we see it yes. okay. uh, come through. But then the touch points, may, are you making use of USSD as much Absolutely. as you're making use of apps and online? Correct. Okay. okay. We're trying to be as ubiquitous as possible when it okay. comes to channels. Right. Brilliant. And, and then just jumping back to the culture side of it, how are you getting buy-in from the, the executive team? Because this is, this is one of the big challenges. You know, this is, this is, you know, it's next practice, as you said. This, this is scary for a lot of big, large multi, multinationals. Certainly at the C-suite, it's stuff that they don't understand. That, that their secretaries are probably even managing their emails. It's, you know, that, it's a, it's a big challenge. It's a big mind shift. Yeah. How, how are you managing that part of the process? Um, to be honest, it hasn't even struck my mind. The, the executive multi-choice is so involved okay. in that stuff. Um, okay. It's never once occurred to me that they were not supportive of it. Oh, fantastic. Um, so it's, okay. it's embedded in no, the absolutely. culture. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So, yeah, that's fantastic. Lucky. You're lucky. No, yeah. I think this is one of the first times we've had a multi-choice representative on the show, and it's really great to hear yeah. the, the extents that you're going to, not just externally, but internally in the, in the enterprise. And I'd really like to dive more into what multi-choice is doing as a big company on, on the sure. continent, not even in South Africa, on the continent. Yeah. And, and really see how that, how that progress is being made. Yeah, it'd be very interesting. And the lessons you guys are learning yeah. along the way, because you, yeah. you're leading the charge in some aspects by the size of things, and you're bound to bump your head in a few things. It's what you do after you've bumped your head, yeah. how we iterate Absolutely. and how we improve. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we can't count Brett Lobster as a multi-choice uh, employee. No, not directly. Yeah, so, yeah. Sa- same parents, different so, sibling. So, yeah, he, he's, he's the black sheep of the family, I think. The green sheep. The green sheep. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah, 100%. But fantastic. Brett, I don't have any more questions. I don't don't you? you? I have tons of questions, but I don't think we have enough time for today but Mr. Rolandado we look forward to having you on the show again <laughs> thank you so much I look forward to having you to listen to your talk tomorrow Absolutely. and uh, all the best well that was fun Brett I enjoyed that chat it yeah. really really was fantastic and uh, that was just one interview of so many great speakers here at the CX and Innovation Tech Fest absolutely so uh, yeah if you liked this uh, interview and you liked hearing all the thoughts and uh, future explorations then there's more there is. It's, it's on the Futurology uh, CX page. Yes. So please go and find those on there. Also on iTunes. And, of course, if you want to be inspired within your organization, drop us a line because what you've experienced here, we're quite happy to come and set up a framework within your organizations because the inspirational part of moving beyond the disruption and, mm. and, and the challenge of technology is important to you. So thank you, Brett. I've yeah, enjoyed thank our Thank you, time. Michael.